I think Monday's February the 28th, though. Am I wrong? Yeah, but this episode <laughs> drops March the 1st. Wait, what? The 28th. Am I right or wrong? Kevin. <laughs> Oh, dude. I just want to confirm that. Leave it. Me off a little bit. Leave dude. it. Hey, well, I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> that is you a heck of a thought it was a leap year, right? Hey, is it this, a leap year? I, this is why we need to Patreon right here. Welcome to episode number 58 of the Power 5 podcast. On this episode, we rank the top five people that we would like to interview. Christian and Colin are joining me as always, and we've got a special guest filling in for Brant this week. We've got DJ Enzyme, Mr. Jared Allen, joining the pod tonight. Fellas, what is up? Hello, hello. Yo, what up, pod father? How's it going? Going good, man. We're excited tonight. I'm excited that, you know, not only, you know, hashtag friend of the pod, but local DJ, DJ Enzyme, you know, brother of mine, Mr. Jared Allen is on tonight. I'm excited, man. You know, welcome to to our world here. You know, I, I told him I wouldn't put him on the spot, make him pull out his turntables here and, and give us a mix. But how's it going, buddy? How are things in the DJ scene? What you got going on? Uh, the DJ scenes, I'm, I'm still breaking it down. DJ Enzyme, always breaking it down. I do uh, got a couple of birthday parties coming up, uh, a couple of weddings and and just some regular events, you know, just hanging out. Got a big sweet 16 coming up in March. My daughter turned 16, so it's a very special one for me. And uh, you can reach me on my Instagram at DJ underscore Enzyme. That is N-Z-I-M-E. And uh, you can email me at breakitdownentertainment at gmail.com. Happy to Love be it, here. Stoked about this list. It took me forever to make it up, but I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I love it. Unlike Brant, this guy did his homework. He came prepared, not doing it on the fly. So things might go a little smoother tonight. I'm looking for just a list of (laughs) – I'm just looking for a list of five DJs tonight coming from Jared. (laughs) Oh, Uh, We got got, uh, Steve Aoki. We got Amici. Who else? Is it Amici? I don't know. Amici. Amici. This guy's talking about Amici. We're going to get some pizza and wings. Marshmallow, whoever that is. That's right. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, no, wait, not him. <laughs> Listen, Jared just said his daughter's turning 16. Kevin, does that make you feel young tonight? Oh, buddy. Uh, she gotta, she'll be there before she knows it. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Hey, little interview tonight. You know, we did something earlier in the pod. I can't remember what episode it was, but dinner guest. And, you know, this is something a little bit similar, I guess. Who, who would you invite to dinner? Who would you invite or who would you like to interview? I'm definitely taking a different approach. And we'll talk about our criteria uh, a little bit later. But, guys, just to revisit this, I mean, you guys really grilled me on some – hey, and no pun intended, Bear Grills was on my list. You guys grilled me for some nice. of my dinner guests earlier. Bear Grills made my top five. Chip Gaines, I mean, come on, Wacko, Texas, Magnolia, let's go. <laughs> Chip Gaines, if he's – if him or Jocko is not on your list tonight, I'm going to quit the pot. You just call me a poser. You deserved every bit of grilling that you received. Hey, all right, all right. I like that. Don't a little joke. Yeah, possibly so. Possibly so. I hopefully I redeem myself on this week's episode. You know, Colin, I I do want to pose a situation to you. Okay, Colin, let's say I know you have your your you're very particular about your in-game experience, whether you're at a basketball game, football game, baseball game, whatever, you're very particular. Um, You definitely want children that are near you to have their own seat so they're not up in your space. I want to throw something a little bit different to you, Colin. Let's say that you're in some prime seats, okay? You're in some prime location seats, and all of a sudden – and you're in the home section, okay? And all of a sudden, a – uh, a person from the opposing team plops down right beside you. And you know for a fact that the seats are owned by season ticket holders, you know, Clemson fans in this case. I mean, how do you respond and what do you think about somebody from the opposing team sitting right beside you in your section, in the Clemson section? I think it all depends on the sport, right? I don't I mean, know. If if we're talking like a uh, an intense – you know, Clemson, South Carolina, 
football game, a Clemson-Duke or Clemson-North Carolina basketball game, I'm going to be a little bit heated. If we're talking about a nice, uh, relaxing, sunny afternoon at Doug Kingsmore Stadium, I, I think that's totally acceptable. I mean, baseball is a, a sport that welcomes the the opponent's fans, especially in the college game. I mean, are, are you admitting something right here? Is this what we're doing? Are we having a little bit of a confession moment? I mean, all I'm saying is baseball has 31 games, 31 home games. Sometimes you're going to have to extend your season tickets maybe to an opponent to experience the greatness of Tiger baseball in Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Yeah, so um, just to kind of catch you up to speed for all our listeners, if you're not picking up what Colin's laying down right here, uh, I happened to be at Doug Kingsmore the other day, Saturday afternoon, beautiful Saturday afternoon. Doug Kingsmore was looking great. The the Tigers unis were on fire as always. And lo and behold, I looked down, glance at where Colin has his season tickets. And, man, I see a dude just decked out in some Indiana gear. You know, the poor people in that section just had to put up with an opposing fan just all up in their way. Was it Thanks to Colin. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was the brother-in-law, and I felt like he should be able to experience Tiger baseball for the first time from those seats. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like, I like it, it, man. Colin, I'll take those seats from you. Uh, when's the next game you're not going? Probably this weekend. Uh, well, I'll, I'll come back to you. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, and something else, you know, that we didn't get a chance to talk about very much last week that I just kind of want to conclude on this episode. Brant's hot take, number one hot take, was Mo's over Chipotle. And he says, in every way, hands down. So we pulled it out this week. And once again, I mean, I just continue to be on the wrong side of these things, apparently. But we got 74 votes, Chipotle or Mo's. Moe's wins by 16 points. I mean, 58 to 42 out of 74 votes, 58 percentage points, 42 percentage points. Uh, we got several people weighing in on that. The Moe's people were loud and proud. I didn't have anybody that was just hardcore pro Chipotle. We love Chipotle, anything like that. And then we got DJ Enzyme right here calling Chipotle dog water. Yes. Straight <laughs> up dog water all day long, all day long. It's horrible. Is that on the hit? Is that on the hidden secret menu at Chipotle? It is hidden secret menu. You can order it, and it even comes in a dog pan, aluminum dog pan with a bone pan, so you can dig for it through the water and the food. <laughs> oh man, you got me hungry now. You know, I was gonna say. I mean, choose your stomach pain. I mean, which one do you want? I mean, a plant-based chorizo that probably does taste like dog water. Ugh, yeah, not for yeah. me. Not for me, brother. All right. All right. Hey, listen, March the 1st, guys, we have already Zoomed through two months of 2022. Man, this is insane that it's already March the 1st. And so happy March to all our listeners out there. We got some special birthdays. We want to wish the Biebs, Justin Bieber, a happy 28th birthday. Wow. Wow. 28 years young. I didn't think he was a year over 12. I think Monday's February the 28th, though. Am I wrong? Yeah, but this episode <laughs> drops March the 1st. Wait, what? what? The Kevin. 28th. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> oh, dude. I just want to confirm that because you threw me off a little bit. Leave dude. it. Hey, well, I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a you heck of a leap year, right? Hey, is it this, a leap year? Hey, this is why we need the Patreon right here. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. Hey, listen. Well, listen, let's just go ahead and wish everybody a happy birthday for March the 1st. Kesha, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Zach Morris, Mark Paul Gosseler, Booker T. That? Booker T. What is his saying, uh, Christian? Can you dig it, sucker? sucker. <laughs> Javier Bardem and then Mr. Opie Taylor, Ron Howard. That's Chris, uh, Collins' boy. Kevin, why did you just give away all five plus of the people I want to interview? Kesha, oh <laughs> shut up. Speaking of dog water, how's she doing? <laughs> speaking of speaking of just royal screw ups, how about March the first instead of February the twenty? <laughs> you know, Kevin, I think Brant threw you off when he said he wasn't going to be on tonight. You just and that picture of Disney World kind of <clears throat> got you for a loop. That's right. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate Colin sending me one on his lunch break of my own son. That's a little disturbing. <laughs> I appreciate pod listener Gene Dilworth posting some oh. grandparent photos all week on Facebook. Man, dog, dogging the poor lady's grand grandson. Man. Hey, man, I'm just 
You know, she can't like choose son-in-laws. All right, guys. Top five interviews. Let's get on it. Let's rank our top five people that we'd like to have a, a sit-down conversation with. I got Christian leading us off. Colin, I got you second. We'll let DJ Enzyme go third, and then I'll close this out in the four spot. Let's All do right, it. Let's do it. Number five. All right, guys. Tonight we're talking about the top five people we would like to interview. Really sit down, have an interview, have a conversation with. And, guys, you know, when I was thinking of my criteria – uh, you know, I went ahead and asked that question. Could it be dead or alive? Because there are definitely some people no longer with us, T's and P's, that I'd like to have a sit-down conversation with. Some uh, maybe left us too soon, and some maybe not too long ago. So coming in at number five for me, guys, it is none other than TV's favorite dad, Danny Tanner, Mr. Bob Saget. And let me tell you guys the reason why he's on here. He would have been on this list potentially before he passed, but since he passed, I got some questions, man. Now, number one, who did it? Was it the family? Was it Tim Allen, who just happened to be in Orlando at the time? Was it Comet, you know, just got sick and tired of your cleanliness? And the other question, you know, how's Betty White doing? You know, what's life like down there? Most importantly, you know, what was it like, you know, kind of living the life as Mr. Danny Tanner? And then what it was like outside of that. I've got all his comedy DVDs. He just seemed to be, you know, two different characters. But everybody that's talked about this guy said what a heart of gold that he had. So I just love the guy. He's iconic. I know Colin loved him on Entourage. So number five, give me Bob Saget, guys. Kick things off. I like that pick. Got some recent some recent momentum there to, to pick that. I, I, I dig it. Appreciate it. Yeah, he was he was on the top of the tongue when I was thinking of this. I like it. Not not surprised. Not surprised. Did you think he was coming? Uh, I didn't necessarily think he was coming, but not surprised <laughs> that you got him. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So criteria for me, uh, very similar to Christian. Um, I went dead or alive. Most of mine. Um, <clears throat> are going to have some sort of historical significance, whether that's still being developed or whether it's um, previous. I avoided all five of my dinner guests. Just to recap, Jimmy Fallon, Michael Jordan, George W. Bush, Jackie Robinson, and I'm forgetting my fifth. I don't know. Anyways, it's not a repeat. So coming in at number five for me, this is going to be an off-the-grid pick. I'm probably going to get some backlash for it. But I recently listened to uh, this gentleman's book, and I'll get to that in a minute. But I'm going with ESPN's Wright Thompson at number five. And here's why. I love, love, love a good, well-written story. And there's no better person in the business to do that than Wright Thompson. He's covered in-depth on Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Dean Smith. The list goes on and on and on. Just recently wrapped up um, his book, The Cost of These Dreams. If you haven't listened to it or read it, I encourage you to do so. But man, like he's a guy that like knows so much info on some of these serious sports stories, you know, over the last 20, 30, 40 years and just would love to be able to pick his brain on on some of those, especially like the Tiger and MJ stuff. So Wright Thompson, number five. Solid pick. Solid. I like yeah, I didn't see that one coming, Colin, but not surprised again by that pick. I like Wright Thompson, too. I think it's a solid pick. What audio book did you say you just listened to? The Cost of These Dreams. The Cost of These Dreams. Got it. Yeah, and just, you know, a little teaser. He basically highlights uh, a number of these stories uh, of, of mostly professional athletes and, and the uh, in essence, the cost that it took them to get to where they're at. Hey, DJ, hey, you up? Yeah. All right. So um, I like the I like the criteria. I kind of did the same thing as Christian and Colin. You know, um, I thought through this and I, and I thought about people that uh, really draw me. Uh, I like people with big personalities. I like weird people. Of course, like you say, uh, there'll be a couple of days on here. I like music and I love sports, football being one of them. But coming in at number five, I'm going to go with Yay West. Homeboy is a little bit crazy. He's a little bit off the grid. He's got a unique personality, but he puts out some of the best work that you'll ever listen to. 
And I just want to sit down with the guy and find out where he's truly coming from. Like, like what's going through your head, man? How do you come up with this stuff and, and just kind of get on his level. And, and he has a big personality as well. And, and I think that, you know, the guys with the big personality, I, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous of that because I don't have such that large personality, but yeah, number five, yay West. How about that? I love that you're calling him Yay West. I mean, obviously that's what he goes by. That's Yay, but like it's legally we, changed, my dude. Are we referring to Kanye? That is Kanye. Correct. Yes, okay. that is his okay. old Him's name. He is legally changed. I needed that clarity. <laughs> I thought he was a writer for Fox Sports. <laughs> dude, uh, I love that pick because he may come back, but. Part of it is, you know, the guy put out a Christian album just a couple years ago, right? I mean, he's obviously been like very vocal in his faith, but he also just got out of a relationship with Kim Kardashian. He's a crazy person, but he's a great rapper and he's so creative and he's done so much. And the guy had a major car wreck, had his mouth wired shut before 2004 when he debuted his first album. So, I mean, the guy's been through a lot, man. I'm, I'm with you. So let's get that joint interview going. All right. Hey, I like it. Here we go. My criteria is simply this. If I'm sitting down to talk with someone, I want somebody that has done something unbelievable, just an incredible accomplishment, got stories and stories on end. And so that was pretty much my criteria. Five people that have done some incredible things in my mind. And so I'm going to start it out with none other than someone I remember vividly having a memory of in 1986 at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. My very first race was the Coca-Cola 600, 1986. I'm four years old. We didn't stay for the whole race, but I remember the two fastest cars on the track that day were Neil Bonnet and the blue and yellow number three Wrangler car driven by Dale Earnhardt Sr., from that moment on, I was a diehard Dale Earnhardt Sr. fan. Still love him. I hate that he – I mean, he passed away 20 years ago. It's unbelievable. But he is still beloved in the stock car racing community and just worldwide. My number five pick is Dale Earnhardt. Guys, I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but, you know, everybody always associates Dale Earnhardt with driving the three car. But he actually drove the number eight. 30, the 77, the 19, 98, 96, number two, number 15. And then he started driving the number three back in 1984, 76 wins, inducted into the inaugural NASCAR Hall of Fame back in 2010. The best driver of all time. We got Dale Earnhardt. Love the pick. That's a great pick. He was a NASCAR guy, but that's just an all around good pick. Well, I used to be, man. I'm not so much anymore. Just, you know, I lost interest several years ago, really, when some of those drivers, like you mentioned Mark Martin last week, is Mark Martin racing in the Daytona 500. Just when that that, oh that group of guys kind of got out of there, you know, Jeff Gordon, I mean, all those guys, once they were kind of passed the torch on, um, I kind of lost interest. So I'm kind of the same way with baseball. When Freddie Freeman didn't sign with the Braves, I kind of, Lost interest in that too. Doesn't look like it's happening. I've got faith. <laughs> oh man, he's a goner. Number four. All right, guys, coming in at number four for me. We're going to take it to the sports world. And, you know, this guy for me growing up was just so different, so out there. When you think of the bad boys of the NBA, this is when I actually cared about the NBA. And, you know, some of these guys may have been potential dinner guests uh, back in the day. But when I think of 90s, when I think of just somebody being out there, when I think of somebody who was interesting beyond the basketball court and not just because the color of his hair or his tattoos or his nose piercing or his wedding dress or Carmen Electra. This guy is just somebody I want to talk to and say, what is wrong with you? And tell me more. Mr. Dennis Rodman, you started out with the Detroit Pistons. I didn't really care about him so much until he was a Chicago bull. You think about like the original big threes, with Jordan Pippen and Rodman. I mean, that guy was a guy who'll give you 22 rebounds a night. I mean, the guy was a savage, but the guy was also known just for being a wild man. And I mean, some of the stories, if you guys watched the last dance, you, you heard him there. So you maybe got to know him a little bit more. I don't know, man. He's just an interesting character and somebody who defined for me sort of sports in the nineties as one of those top characters, somebody that I would want to talk to. So coming at number four, give me Dennis Rodman. 
That's a great pick. I love that pick. He was number six on my list. So, oh, that man, very nice. I like it. You know, he was never considered on my list, but I imagine he would be an incredible interview. He is so polarizing, though. You know, people love him or hate him. Right. I mean, Kevin, I'll let you know. Do it. (laughs) Hey, big Pearl Jam fan, Dennis Rodman is. Hey, there you go. You might, you guys might get along after all. Oh, I'm sure. Somehow, I'm sure. Brother Cloud. All the Dennis Rodman things, that might be the most shocking. I just didn't see that coming. That that he liked Pearl Jam? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, who doesn't like Pearl Jam? Come on. Coming in at number four for me, and, and for those pod listeners that, that may not know, pod listener Randy Williams, Kevin's father, likes to text me just about weekly these days with some sort of uh, compliment or criticism of my picks. I think that this is one. I'm curious to see Kevin's reaction to this. I think that this is the one I'm going to get the text about this week, and I think it is going to be positive. So at number four, born in 1935, died in 1977, I'm going with the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, at number four. Best-selling solo music artist of all time, according to Guinness Book of World Records. Named one of the most 100 most significant Americans by Smithsonian Magazine. You know, it's such a cultural icon. It's, it's you know, we're too young to really grasp the significance of, of him in that time period. But, you know, you certainly pick it up from grandparents and things like that. So Elvis Presley, number four. I like it. I flirted with that pick. And Colin, you can't pick the king without us asking you for a sample because I've never heard his songs. What's a popular one? <laughs> Man, let me let me see that lip just flare up right there. So I thought I'm old sugar. Oh, jailhouse rock. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. Randy loves him. Honestly, I I disagree with that take. Well, I don't think Dad's gonna have a problem with it, but I don't ever remember him loving Elvis Presley. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> Kevin, what do you know about your father that hey, Colin doesn't? Hey, more Alma Brothers or something like that. <laughs> oh, I like it, Colin. That's off the grid. All right, here we go. Moving into the sports world now. At my number four pick, this guy, he's kind of infamous, kind of another big personality. Comes in with a all-time batting average of 303. A winning percentage of five two five as a manager, um, but he'll never see the Hall of Fame. Uh, and I want to interview Pete Rose. Just be like, dude, why? And then how? Because if you're betting on your team to win, I mean, you're, you're that good, and you win that much, and you're you win the World Series, you're you're, you're National League MVP, you're, you're all these award winners, you, you make it to the All Star game like seven or eight times. Uh, I mean, dude, and you're gambling on winning and, and you don't really lose. Like, how'd you do it? And then why did you deny it for so long? What happened, dude? Uh, number four for me is going to be Pete Rose, just because uh, excellent ball player, but unfortunately made a made a wrong choice with the gambling, with, with the gambling side. I like it. Uh, Pete Rose, polarizing guy. Like you said, the stats don't lie. But betting on the game is an unforgivable crime in the eyes of Colin Thompson. Am I right? You know, I, I'm I'm on the fence with Pete Rose. To be honest, I think he should certainly uh, be in over some of these cheaters of late. But neither here nor there. Good pick. I like it. You softened up. Who else knows what he cheated with? But the only thing he cheated with was gambling. He didn't have to put any cream on his arms or steroids in his muscles. You know, he just said, "Hey, I can win." Pay me my money. Yeah. Buzzers <laughs> on his shoulder blades. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, man, you know, inject it wherever you want. It's still cheap. All right, Pete Rose, incredible conversation, I'm sure. Coming in at number four. All right, we're getting a little bit serious here. Man, this is my first or actually my second deceased pick. And we've got our very first president of our fine country. we got Mr. George Washington, 1732 to 1799. I mean, what an incredible, incredible burden that he had as the first president of the U.S. I mean, just an incredible military genius, commanded the Continental Army, just an extremely humble man. 
I don't know what kind of personality the guy had, but I'm sure he's full of wisdom. And I would love to just hear all sorts of stories, the whole process of the founding, founding our country. And man, just part of the greatest upset I would consider possibly that the world has ever known. I mean, you just got a bunch of ragtags in our continental army defeating the greatest military power in the world at that time, the, the British army. And man, he leads them and takes them down. I'd love to hear about that. I'd love to hear uh, everything that, that George Washington had to say. So coming in at number four, George Washington. Great pick. Great pick. Would you say he's on your Mount Rushmore of interviews? Classic here all night. All right, number three. All right, guys, coming in at number three. This may be the most off the grid for me, knowing that I'm this like pop culture guy and definitely not serious. I feel like this guy could probably go to dinner with Kevin, and that's not a knock. That would actually be a good thing because you'll probably go to a much nicer dinner, well-established restaurant, little sit-down, probably put the napkin on. <laughs> like anyway. Chipotle. Oh, well, we're going to Chipotle. This guy would be rolling in his grave because he is dead. And this is my second dead guy out of three. She says something very strange about me, but I consider this guy a theologian, even though most people do not. This guy was honestly, he died back in 1963. So you guys weren't even alive to hear about him, but perhaps you've maybe read some of his literature uh, whether it be mainstream fiction or nonfiction. This guy held academic positions uh, both at Oxford and Cambridge. Uh, you may have heard of the Chronicles of Narnia. The book that I actually reference is Mere Christianity, uh, which again, a lot of times this guy is considered a Christian apologetic, has a lot, a lot of great thoughts I want to get inside this this guy's head because of what I read in his books blows me away. His name is C.S. Lewis. I don't know if you've ever heard of the guy, uh, maybe heard of some of his work. He was actually friends with the Lord of the Rings guy. Uh, I remember as a kid in elementary school, seeing the, the Chronicles of Narnia stuff out there and, and all that kind of stuff. Never really watched it or got into it, but really just interested in, in his other takes. And, you know, if you've ever get a chance to read any of his books uh, around Christianity, uh, really interesting and kind of uh, his own dynamic. So give me C.S. Lewis coming in at number three. Read the books, like the books deep though, man, I'm talking about next level deep. Deep. And I don't think it's playable. Like I'm talking about tough to understand. Like it's, <laughs> Like for real, you know, you read five pages and you're like, I guess I need to go read that again because I'm it's hard to like that. read it with a couple guys and then meet them for breakfast on Friday. Yeah, There's no idea that. like what not we're going to talk about, but yes, it absolutely is very thought provoking, which is different for me. Cause I'm, you know, if it doesn't have pictures and pop-ups, I'm usually not reading it, but this guy, I don't know recently, <laughs> it just has, I've just, I don't know, thought more about him. And I'm like, you know, that's a guy I like to pick his brain. Hey, off the grid, off the grid, good stuff, <laughs> CG. Coming in at number three, I've got my only athlete on the list, the Cypress, California native, born in 1975. I'm going with Mr. Tiger Woods here. Obviously, tied for first and in, in, in PGA Tour wins all time, uh, second in, in majors. But I'm more fascinated about what makes him tick. Uh, I've done a ton of reading on Tiger. It, I mentioned Wright Thompson's articles earlier. You know, how, how the relationship with his father from a training perspective, like how he views that. We've heard all the, the rumors about how he wasn't a normal kid. How does he view that? How close was he to, to quitting golf uh, and potentially trying to join the Navy? Just so much about all of that off the golf course and, and really that plus what makes him great and what makes him tick. I would just be fascinated to understand. So Tiger Woods at number three. Like it, Colin. Like it. I feel like he was definitely a guy on my cutting room floor. I got some other questions for him, too. You know, what happened that fateful Thanksgiving morn? But uh, just an all-time legend, definitely would love to know, you know, what got him to that point of greatness. And, you know, love to see the guy back on Sundays, just saying. Yeah, Sunday Tiger. He's a, he's a classic. All right, Enzyme, what you got for number three? Okay, here we go. My number three, we're staying in the sports world. 
one of the greatest football coaches of all time. Uh, seven NFC championships, one uh, Super Bowl eleven win. Just a great football mind altogether and all around. Big personality, great commentator, uh, Mr. John Madden. He's no longer with us today, but uh, he's somebody I'd want to sit down with because uh, I just love the game of football. Played football, played a little college ball myself, and uh, just to just to hear and think like he thought on some of the plays he developed and and how he just took the Raiders and you know made them a powerhouse in the NFL. So number three for me is John Madden. About that, boom. Love the pick. And, and you know, he's a, he's a guy, obviously, you know, with his recent death, a lot of news, but he's a guy that I feel like I kind of missed the boat on, certainly from a, from an impact perspective. Really all I associate with is, is maybe some bit of, of broadcasting when I was a kid and obviously the game. But outside of that, you know, I feel like I kind of missed the boat. But great pick, I feel like. Love it. Love it. Yeah, great pick. Great guy. Thank great you, voice. Thank you. All right, here we go. Coming in at number three for me, somebody completely off the grid. Probably, I'm assuming none of you guys actually even considered this particular person. You know, folks that know me know I enjoy a a card game from time to time. I love listening to gambling stories, hearing about crazy gambling beats, what people do out in Vegas, you know, what games they played or whatever. I love watching – Poker on TV when the WSOP comes on on ESPN. I used to watch Poker After Dark all the time on NBC. Used to watch. There used to be a show on uh, the Game Show Network. I can't even remember what it's called. I think High Stakes Poker. But anyways, really, really enjoy those guys and the personalities that they that they bring. And so I am choosing for my number three pick, none other than the Texas Dolly himself, Dole Brunson, okay? First person to ever cash over a million dollars in tournament winnings. I mean, this guy was born in back, back in 1933, so he achieved that back in the 70s at some point in time. What I enjoy most about Doyle Brunson is, you know, he's almost 90 years old now, but he's still playing. He's still successful in his cash games. I'm talking about big, giant cash games, $500,000 buy-ins. You know, that's just an insane amount of money. But started back a long time ago, back in Texas, playing these illegal games and obviously made his way out to Las Vegas. But I can only imagine the stories that somebody sitting down with that type of money that's been playing poker for that long could bring to a conversation, to an interview uh, I, I hope this guy continues to play for a few more years, you know, even though he's he's getting pretty old. But we got Dole Brunson coming at number three. That pick um, doesn't surprise me from you. Well, I didn't know about your gambling history, Pete Rose. <laughs> and Kevin, hey. I don't know where you were on the edit button, but poker after dark, you can't say that. Hey, oh man, hey, funny. <laughs> Well, not a funny fact, but a cool little fact. So, Dole Brunson's got two poker hands named after him. You got the 10 deuce, okay? You got the 10 deuce. He won consecutive main events, which biggest poker tournament in the world every year. He won it back-to-back years, 76 and 77. Won both tournaments on the same hand, 10 deuce, okay? So, that's one hand. Second hand, in his book called Super Systems, which is considered like, you know, the Bible of poker, if you will. He says he hates playing ace-queen offsuit, and he tries not to play it. So that's another hand also that goes by the Dole Brunson. So you got the 10-deuce, and you got the ace-queen off. Colleen, that's for Good you. Good to know the next time, <laughs> know the next time I'm playing Texas Hold'em in Vegas. How about that? Number two. All right, guys, coming in at number two, I'm not going to try anything fancy. Jared already mentioned this guy uh, back at the start. You know, you may know him as Kanye, but it's officially Yay. Maybe Pablo, Yeezus, I don't know, Yeezy. He's got so many names, right? I don't even know. Like, the guy's got his own shoes that come out. They cost $200 every, like, three weeks on Dick's Sporting Goods. You can go get some. But this guy is, I don't know, he's 44 years old. He's done a lot musically. I remember back in 04, senior year of high school, the first album came out. 
college dropout, just jamming out to that in my Honda Civic in the Easley High School parking lot. So from those days to his Sunday gospel days to his most recent debacles with Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson, uh, this guy, he's just an interesting character. And, you know, honestly, I want to hear from somebody, you know, who claims Christianity the way that he does and all the things that he's kind of done and been through in his life. I really want to get to know this guy, like, because deep down, I feel like he must have a good heart. And I just feel like he's pretty confused or he's just very complicated. So maybe Jared and I will have a little sit down breakfast with him and, uh, you know, maybe invite him to church. So uh, give me a yay West at number two. I love the pick. I'm down with it. I'm going to let you finish, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was between him and Taylor and, you know, my heart just said to go with him. So uh, appreciate that. <laughs> it didn't really anticipate him, him showing up twice tonight. Nope. Maybe Kevin's got him at, at second or first. <laughs> so maybe it's a three beat, I mean, but. Yeah, he did have a big release just yesterday on Donda too. So you know, so jo- Joey Stacks himself jo- drove to Stacks. Atlanta last night. Uh, family friend of the pod here, Joey Stacks drove to Atlanta to see the release of Kanye Ye's Donda Two album on two twenty two twenty two in theaters last night, live from Miami. He was in Atlanta, but the show was taking place at the Marlin Stadium in Miami. So, I mean, hey. The guy's popping off, so check him out. How about that? All right, number two for me. Man, what a historical figure. Born in New York in 1882, died in 1945. I'm going with Franklin Delano Roosevelt, you know, president from 1933 to 1945 until his death, won four presidential elections. You know, one of the, I'm sure the most 20 most influential Americans of all time, according to Time Magazine, you think about the, uh, the things that transpire, transpired during his presidency really came in the middle of the Great Depression, the New Deal, Pearl Harbor, World <laughs> War II. I mean, just what a, what a series of, of events there. So yeah, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, it's hard to imagine. Uh, America today without him as president during that time period. How about that? FDR. I, I knew there'd be a president yeah. coming up on your list. I didn't know which one. Yeah, same thing. I knew Colin was going to throw throw some president on there. Did not think FDR, but hey, nice pick either way. All right, so uh, we're moving back to the music world with my number two pick. Coming back, uh, this guy, he is also no longer with us, unfortunately. But uh, he became a philanthropist later in his life, doing a lot for the community, uh, but or, or his community up in uh, the five boroughs of New York. And he started out up there, made some of the first rap that you had ever heard in your life. I'm going with uh, Adam Yauch from the Beastie Boys. This guy was uh, was a straight up ahead of his time, the way that he cut tracks on uh, the reel to reels back in the way back in the day in the 1900s before it got digital before you could you know download or stream music this cat was mixing sounds and beats on reel-to-reels with tape taping stuff together and uh just come up with some of the greatest music and raps with his other two friends in the beastie boys so yeah number two adam yow how about that kevin you're a beastie boys guy right i used to be into him a little bit they're a pretty That's big that. influence in Jared's life because I know since I've known him, he's been a, a Beastie Boy. Oh, yeah, I grew up on the Beastie Boys from middle school through high school. And, you know, the khakis with the canvases, with, with the baggy shirts, the pumas, the outfits, the kangas. Listen, you know. I mean, you couldn't, couldn't turn on MTV for an hour without seeing Sabotage. I mean, sabotage is just on repeat. <laughs> that I was think, when that's I was my in, childhood. It's ingrained in there. No yes. doubt, no doubt. I mean, that's, that's my one, Beastie Boys memory right there. Yeah, one of the one of the best low budget cut music videos ever made. You know, straight straight in their neighborhood on the streets of New York. <laughs> Colin, love that. Do you remember sabotage? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh man. It's kind of like strawberry wine, but for men. Oh, Oh, I like it. I like it. All right, here we go. Coming in at number two, man, we're going from poker to the Bible. 
All right, listen, we got none other than the Apostle Paul coming in at number two for me. Listen, you want to talk about something that is just incredible to me is somebody that could be someone that's a persecutor of Christians to somebody just completely sold out to telling others about Jesus. I'm talking about complete 180, and I can only imagine what this guy's life was like. I mean, all we know is about the 14 books that he wrote in the New Testament, but somebody that is as influential in the Christian faith as, as Paul certainly deserves an interview in my book. I mean, so much of my lifestyle and, and what I believe comes from his writings. And um, so that's why he's number two on my list. Here we go, the Apostle Paul. I love the Apostle Paul. It's just amazing to me how, you know, uh, in, in that time, like you mentioned, somebody can just do a complete 180 and be just on fire for Jesus just immediately after, you know, scaled over eyeballs and then a vision. It, it, it's wild, though, that he was literally murdering Christians, right? Like, like that's yeah. how graphic the Bible is, right? Like, it wasn't like he was just like, oh, I hate Christians. No, yeah. like, literally yeah. killing. That's right. Yeah, killing them, stoning them. Yeah. Hey, look for Colin's text to call us Flyer Boys tomorrow. He's more of a better call Saul guy. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, a little Bible humor. <laughs> I get it. Uh, <laughs> love it. Love it. Good pick off the grid. There we go. Or on the grid, either way. Number one. All right, guys. Well, we've had some pretty iconic names on this list here tonight, but, you know, maybe none more iconic than my number one. I call him Mr. 45. Uh, you may know him as Donald J. Trump. Uh, talk about a, a personality. I, I mean, sure, he was a president, but he was a media personality prior to that. Everybody loves to prank the guy, but he's worth $2.5 billion. He's 70 five freaking years old. He eats Big Macs for breakfast, baby. I don't, I don't know if you've, you know, met his his wife, his, his kids. Uh, he's doing pretty well. Uh, got a pretty good golf swing, a nice set of lettuce. He made America great for about four years. And I would love to get those gas prices down and would just love to talk about that. You know, what was it like? What's it like, Don? So give me, give me Donald at number one. Did you say you figured it? You figured I he was coming? Considered it. Oh, you considered it, but FDR just barely. <laughs> I figured it. I figured it from you there, buddy. Oh, Me yeah. or Colin? Oh, no, you. Oh, love it. Love 100%, it. Yeah. 100% right. man. Not, not, <laughs> not shocked at all. Listen, you want somebody that is just going to tell you about all the great things I did. Yeah. Hey, well, I figured if I had Ye right. on there, he was his running mate, right? I think so. Sometimes I just miss miss the way that he says China. All right, coming Jack in at Leggett. number coming in at number <laughs> one for me. No, this is going to be an off the grid pick. Nobody's going to know this person, but I'm going with Mr. Don Hall, who was my neighbor uh, for the first 23 years of my life. Lived next door to me. Born in 1924, died in 2009. Uh, a Greenville native, a World War II Navy veteran who served in the Pacific Theater to the occupation of Tokyo. You just think about those years, 1924 to 2009. I mean, you've got uh, a kid born into the Great Depression, teen years in, in early 20s in World War II, lived through the, the 60s, the 90s, 9-11, you know, and obviously he wasn't using social media, but into that that time, just that's that range, man. Like, I think you can make the case that that was probably the most consequential time period for someone to be alive. So just would be fascinated to be able to, you know, unfortunately was too young to really think about those conversations then, but would love to pick his brain on some things for sure. That's a wild pick, an actual person, you know, who you grew up with. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, yeah. that is very off the grid. <laughs> but but and also as, as opposed to every other person, right? They're right. not real. But 
if that was Kevin's pick, we'd totally dog him. But Colin, that was a great pick. Hey, I would totally uh, embrace <laughs> it, though, man. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not, not going to disrespect <clears throat> World War II that. I mean, come well, on. what I was going to say, Colin made a very good point because <sighs> you know, kids born, you know, sometime after the 1900s, you know, every time Instagram goes off for two hours, they're crying in their safe space like oh, little snowflakes. So I think I think we can appreciate somebody who, like you said hit every single one of these crazy milestones. I mean, sometimes I sit here and complain that 9-11 happened when I was 15 and then we had the great recession and, but you know, I got a pretty cheap house out of it. So I, I don't know, like I think somebody that grew up and, and hit all those milestones and, and what he saw over the span of that time, like you said, you, you don't appreciate it maybe until you're a little bit older. So that's a huge evolution of time for sure. Yeah, I like it. Hey, it's kind of creative off the grid right there, man. He's going to offer more insight than any celebrity that you sit down and talk with. So good pick. (laughs) That's true. Facts, facts. DJ Enzyme, number one, uh, moving back to my sports roots, this guy or gentleman or coach player, he he really solidified my love for football. Uh, He solidified my love for defense. He solidified my love for multi-sport athletes. This cat received a telephone call that changed the NFL. I'm going with Neon Dion Primetime Sanders. Come on. This guy has changed the uh, defensive coverage. He is the best cornerback to ever come through the NFL. He is the fastest man in the NFL, probably still now. I don't know. He just, uh, at a small HBCU, recruited the number one football player in the nation to come play football for him this year, this upcoming football season. So uh, the inspirational, the ever-motivational, biggest personality on my list, Neon Dion, Primetime Sanders. What a stud. Hey, you didn't hear this last week on last week's episode, but during our – pre-show conversation you know Christian was talking about Deion Sanders and he he predicted that Deion would be the next coach at Clemson once Dabo leaves right you remember doing that Christian oh, <laughs> yeah do you remember that I'll vote for it <laughs> I'll vote for it you know I would actually love that I mean to be honest with you Florida State are some idiots they could have the number one pick right now if they would have just put oh him on the squad yes remember yes. that time Jared where he helicoptered from the Falcons to the Braves like in one day Oh, yeah, definitely. I remember that all over the place. And that's when he threw the bucket of water on that reporter um, (laughs) because everybody said that it was all about Dion. Yeah, homeboy played for the Braves that one game in some blue suede cleats with his number embroidered on the back of them. Uh, He hit – the first hit of the game was a double. Then he hit a home run, took – well, actually, he was in the football game, intercepted the pick six, flew the helicopter to the outfield of – None other than Fulton County Stadium, if anybody remembers that one, and uh, hit a double and then a home run to win one of the games of the series. So, yeah, the dude, he said he was going to do something. He did it, and he performed quite well with all of his gold chains and his flashy cleats. Loved him. He's the only guy that I think as a kid, I had his jersey in both San Francisco and Dallas, like, it didn't matter. He transcended. He was a Falcon first. Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about the best looking shoes out there. I mean, did every kid not want a pair of Deion Sanders? I mean, oh, yeah. the gold, the red. You also had like a little green, black, gold combo. Man, mm, good looking. Good looking I remember those. Back in the day. I definitely rocked a pair. Sure Man. did. Colin did Come too. Mm. I was like, nope. <laughs> it wasn't his style. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number one for me. This is no surprise. Got a lot of got a lot of surprised commentary on our dinner guest that I did not have this guy coming in at number one for me. But my number one interview is going to be none other than Eddie Vetter, Eddie Jerome Vetter. Okay. Oh, and listen, yes. I'm sure we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk Pearl Jam music, right? I'm sure we will, but. He's got all the kinds of cool things that he's into, man. Big surfer. Like, I, I just like that whole vibe, obviously. Become a big philanthropist. You know, Eddie Vedder's not as angry as he used to be. I think he's, you know, he's still an activist uh, for, for some things. But I think he's learning that, hey, we um, we got a lot more in common than 
than, than I think what people think we do. Um, but a big baseball fan, obviously loves the Cubs, but just a baseball fan in general. We don't see eye to eye on probably hardly any politics, but that's fine. I mean, that goes back to hot takes volume three. We can disagree and be friends. It ain't no skin off my back. I mean, that's that's cool. But anyways, I'd be fanboying the whole time. He'd probably wear his denim shirt. I'd wear mine. We'd maybe sing a duet. I'd talk him into that, see if he can, you know, play his little What song song. would it be? Jeremy or? (laughs) Whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Number one for me, Eddie Vedder. (laughs) <laughs> a guy who should be on your five of every single list. Every you know, week. really, really should really should. I'm not going to lie about that, but he probably won't make any other lists just because I don't like repeats, but what, what if we do a top five, you know, Pearl jam song and it's all dedicated to Eddie better. We get Ed himself on the show. Hey, he <laughs> might, he might That'd be something oh, else. Hey, let's do a quick review. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Kevin would have to quit the pod because I mean, no episode after that would. Right. Be Nothing awesome. else compares to down. you. We'd close it down, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's do a quick review, real quick, man. CG, number five, you had Bob Saget. Number four, Dennis Rodman. Number three, C.S. Lewis. Number two, you had Ye West. And number one, the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. Colin, you had number five, Wright Thompson. Number four, Elvis Presley. Number three, Tiger Woods. Number two, FDR. And number one, your old neighbor in Richmond Hills, Mr. Don Hall. And DJ Enzyme, J-Rod. Number five, you had Yay West. Number four, you had Pete Rose. Number three, John Madden. Number two, Adam Young of the Beastie Boys. And number one, Deion Sanders. And then I had, coming at number five, Dale Earnhardt. Number four, George Washington. Number three, Dole Bronson. Number two, the Apostle Paul, and number one, Eddie Vedder. Guys, that was fun, man. Tried to wrap this thing up a little bit shorter, but we've got episode 59 next week, man. Really appreciate DJ Enzyme joining us. Hey, one more time, tell everybody where they can find you, what you do. Yeah, so I loved it. Thanks for having me on the Power 5 podcast. It was an exciting time. Uh, you can find DJ Enzyme breaking it down uh, on Instagram, DJ underscore E-N-Z-I-M-E. Um, and you can uh, go to break it down entertainment at gmail.com. Got lots of weddings, birthday parties, and uh, got the SAO sorority coming up at Clemson University on March 12th. I love, love that, that, man. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate it. Brant, looking forward to having him back on the pod again next week. Guys, thanks so much for joining us, and thanks so much for listening to us. And until then, say goodnight, Kevin. Kevin.